All right. Hey, guys, what's going on? My name is Chris Hawkins, and this is your best life to find. Let's go ahead and get started on this thing right now. So so imagine a bank willing to give you you're 18 years old and your bank is willing to give you twenty thousand dollars, even though you've all the only job you've ever had is at Burger King and it was part time. Can you imagine that? That is about ludicrous, isn't it? Yep. And now we enter the education trap. Yeah, that's right. The education trap. So that's exactly what we're doing to our kids. So we've got this idea and it was given to us again, like a lot of the ideas we hold to be true, that, you know, education is the king to go to college is the key to success and all happiness. But is, is that really true? And I mean, how much logical sense does it make? So we take our children and I'm sorry if I'm stepping on toes here, but someone needs to say this, right? Someone has to say it. So I'll go ahead and say it. So we take our children and we put them in school and they may have a part-time job or a half-assed job, but it has nothing to do with real-world work. I mean, eight hours, 40, day, uh, 40 hours a week, 52, hours, or 52 weeks a year for their lifetime, for 30-some years. But based on minimal information, we actually expect our children, our young adult children coming out of school, to actually have a true idea of what they want to do in life. Now, it's merely a guess from the way I see it, because how, how do you come up with that? I mean, where do you come up with the information as an 18-year-old that somehow you automatically know what you should be and that you're okay with that being that for the next 40 years? Okay. Now, that is, in fact, if we actually, if they actually make it through school, because, you know, at the beginning, when that first summer before everybody goes off to college, everybody's talking about, well, I'm going to be, oh, well, I'm going to be, I've got friends who's got kids headed off to be engineers, and, and, and there are people headed off to do these amazing things, and a lot of those people won't even do it. They won't make it. They won't actually ever work in the field that they go to school for. They will drop out because when it came down to it, in spite of the ideas about how amazing and more than that, how necessary it is, they drop out. They can't do it. They can't stay focused. Or maybe they're just so distracted by all the partying and drinking and not showing up for class that they don't do it. And yet we, they're left with the debt. I mean, it's not exactly like education is geared towards making our lives better when you think about it. I mean, it would be cool as if there was an accountability so that if the schools weren't able to produce a certain percent of success stories, in other words, they created an environment where the people who attended accomplished their goal, then the school shouldn't get paid. But that's not what happens. In fact, the reason that banks are willing to give our kids loans to go to school is because those loans are guaranteed by the government. In other words, once you get that student loan, it doesn't matter whether you finish or not. It doesn't matter whether the school sucks or it doesn't. You're going to pay that loan back because you cannot file bankruptcy on education debt. No, for a reason, right? It's a nice little trap. Sell these people, these young kids and families, the idea, especially like minority families, people that are just coming to the country. What's interesting about minorities and people who come from nothing is that when they get into it, they get into it hard. Most the Asians and the Chinese and all those kids that come over to study in our universities, they're kicking ass, right? But we send our kids off to these colleges and we send them off with the idea that they're going to be something great. And oftentimes they end up with nothing more than debt. 
I mean, we all know someone whose whose child, son or daughter went off to college and had these grandiose plans of doing something amazing and they just didn't get it done for whatever reason. And it's not to point out the failures of our kids or to say anyone's child sucks because they did that, they're a failure, but that's the truth. And it's a, it's a nice little handy trap. And what's interesting, I looked at it and they have this thing called the parent plus loan. Remember that, the parent plus loan. So along with these ideas, when you show up at campus and you do that tour, of course, it's like amazing. You get to ma- amazing workout equipment, amazing gymnasiums and amazing classrooms. And these they look like amphitheater classrooms. You can stuff in 300 people and we're like, wow. I mean, it makes you feel like you're actually already graduated just by being there. How can you resist that? And then, of course, your friends are talking about what their older brothers or their other older siblings did when they were in college and they're sharing stories. Oh, it's going to be great. Yeah, and then we're going to come out all successful. Bullshit. Bullshit. You're going to come out in debt. You're going to be 21, 22. And even if you get your degree, let's just say you get that degree. Do you know how many people in this country right now are out of work or working jobs that they're overqualified for because the degree didn't matter? Government don't care about that. The schools don't care about that. In fact, I think it's funny, you know, the one thing I love about COVID-19 for all the tragedy that came from it is the fact that, can you see, can you imagine the universities are scrambling right now? Because all of a sudden now, all these people are beginning to realize, you know, I'm my employers don't give two shits about where I learned how to do my job. All they care about is can I do my job and how well do I do it? No one cares. I mean, I guess there are people in the world who care just like there are people in the world who believe that it matters what kind of car you drive or what how big your house is and that's their motivation. But for the most part, the only thing an employer, prospective employer wants to know from you is can you do the friggin' job? And what's sad is a lot of these opportunities that they keep selling us aren't even there for our kids. Those opportunities aren't there. And even if they are, let's just imagine this. What sense does it make to go to school for four years so you can come out of school and make $50,000, but you ended up with $150,000 in debt because of it? What sense does it make at 21 to come out of anything with $20,000 worth of debt? You've never worked a day in your life other than at a local fast food restaurant or maybe a convenience store. And you're going to have what? You're going you're gonna to strap yourself with as much debt as it takes to, to buy a car? $40,000? I think there's another way. See, they created this trap to promote the promote the spending and the debt think about it can you imagine how hard it is for a young married couple out of college with eighty thousand dollars worth of debt to get out and actually live a life especially if they have they made the mistake of choosing choosing disciplines that aren't in demand or are low demand or just everyone's competing for them they didn't choose to be nurses they chose to be psychologists or or oceanographers at a time when there is no government funding to, stu- to, to, to study the ocean. And if it is, all the big boys already got it sucked up. So you ain't got a chance? I don't know. I heard a podcast, and I can't remember uh, the guy's name. Um, but he was talking about the education trap and the, and the trades. And when you think about the direction that we need to go in our life... And it's, it's in line with the idea of living your best life, but it's also in the idea and within the idea of teaching your children to learn to live their best life. 
you know, I have a grandson, and I have several grandsons, but my oldest grandson, he's he's got his head together. I mean, he is on track. I think his goal is to win the CrossFit Games. But in between that, we talk about education uh, debt and the burden that it creates. And he's actually going to become a nurse, not because he particularly cares for the discipline, not because it's his dream to be like, uh, to save lives. It's because by becoming a nurse, he can avoid the debt. And not only that, but it places him in a position to where he can not only avoid the debt, but he can put money away as soon as he comes out of college and he only works three days a week. So he works three 12-hour shifts and he has four days a week off so he can access the rest of his life. There are guys right now that with a year of education can become linemen making a hundred plus thousand dollars a year. Is it glorious, glamorous work? No, it's not sexy work. It is grungy, hard, overtime, work too much, no time for rest, work. But it puts money in their pocket. Imagine being 22 years old, have no debt, and be knocking down $100,000 a year. Two years, you have choices. Two years, you can pay your way into a lot of amazing things, even if you don't want to be a lineman. Three years, and you can pay your way into law school. Four years guaranteed. I think the point I'm making here is that when we take a look at the ideas that we have about education and about what opportunities exist for our children and the direction we push them in, the last thing we want to do is follow someone else's game. We, we can't build a game plan that someone else has given us that doesn't fit us. I mean, if you're fortunate and you have more money than God and you can just send your kid wherever and they can do what they want to do till they find themselves, hell, be my guest, do it. But for the most of us, most of us get one shot. One shot at this thing called higher education. One shot at defining our life because the longer we go without defining something that actually is going to work for us and not bootstrap us, not, not hobble us like the debt of education, the better off we'll be in the long haul and the farther down the road we're going to be while everyone else is still playing games, struggling with the game that they've been handed. Because that's what it is. It's a financial game. It's a trick to keep our young people and the people in general, moms and dads who sign on the dotted line for those loans that can't get paid or aren't going to get paid back by Junior because he spent more time smoking weed than he did studying. It'll, it's not going to work. But the cool part is these colleges are wondering where their money's coming from because a lot of these kids changed their minds about college now, about the big university, the big college experience. COVID-19 kind of shut that shit down. And now the colleges, they, they're still wanting to hold on to that money, right? They're like, well, no, we're you online, but they're not giving any of the money back because they're big money-sucking entities created by capitalism and the idea that, you know what, we can make money on these poor saps. And there's no real established standard for holding accountability. It should be a percentage. If you think about it, our educational system and the ratings our college get should be based on their completion rate, on their ability to actually place their members. The people who attend their college, placement should be a requirement and a gauge for the success of the college. And And funding, federal funding should be connected directly to the number of placements that each university has in any given discipline. I'll tell you what, if they did it like that, people, colleges, universities would get good at what they do. They would get good at creating success stories. 
But a lot of colleges would drop a lot of these bullshit degrees that amount to nothing and cost more than anyone can afford and start going back to the trades and teaching real skills, real life skills that are applicable, that apply to today's economy. Because the reason we send our kids to school is so they can succeed in the job market. So why wouldn't we do that? Why wouldn't we take it from that standpoint? I don't care what anyone says. Do you honestly think that your child knows or your young adult knows or if you're a youngster getting ready to go to college, if you truly know what you want to do for the rest of your life and did you really take a look at what the employment opportunities are going to be for you and what the price is? Not just in money, the price in your life, the price in being under the burden of educational debt for a degree that doesn't pay enough to pay that debt off. Kind of the perfect trap for somebody, for some bank, right? Yeah, it works out pretty good for somebody. I just don't think it's working out for us. So I don't know. I guess I came off a little strong on this one. I'm feeling pretty passionate about it, though. I think this is a bad thing. I think organized education, does that mean education doesn't have a place in our life? Of course it does. We need to always and constantly learn. But the thing is, it doesn't have to look like the, 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 the package deal that we've been given, the package deal that's been handed down to us from generation to generation by people who know how much money can be made from our gullibility. I mean, because that's what it is. Well, you know, if they don't go to college, what will they be? Well, they could be a lineman. They could be a mechanic. They could be a contractor. They could be a welder. They could be an electrician. They could be an HVAC guy making all kinds of bank because our basic economy is based on basic skills, basic needs that we all have. How about a mortician? Ooh, that's a weird one, huh? Uh, just twisting it up a little bit, just twisting it up to try and get your attention on this. But anyway, I feel like I'm doing pretty good. I've been pounding these out because I'm getting ready to go see my grandkids in Colorado, um, in Canyons or Florence, Colorado. I haven't seen them in six months. I'm kind of excited about it, but I don't want to let you down by missing missing a podcast. So this has been a grind for me, been a lesson. I'm giving a lot up. I hope you'll listen to it. I hope you'll take the time to actually consider, even if you're not impressed with the videos or with the sound of the audio on this podcast, if you just step away from all those judgments and take a look at the content. I really am trying to help you out. I really am. I'm just trying to get this message right so I can connect with you. And right now, basically, I'm just throwing all kinds of stones at you. I'm just saying, hey, over here, over here, look at this. Check this out. Have you thought of this? Are you doing that? I don't know if it's working or it's not. That's up to you, but I'm just not going to stop because I didn't give up on me, and I didn't give up on all those guys I worked with in the federal prison, so why would I give up on you? I know there's a better life. There's an amazing life waiting for you. There is a life that you get to define that you'll actually get excited about, and if I can do anything to make that happen, psh, guarantee it's done right all right guys hey listen as always just remember my name is chris huck and today is your day make it a good one